You're listening to South Bend Beat, produced by Alpha Dog Podcast. This week on South Bend Beat, we have Christina McGovern. Christina's been on before. This is round two for her. She's the director of development and marketing for YSB. And she shares a pretty big update that we got coming to the South Bend area. So stay tuned for that. And as always, we want to thank Martin Supermarkets, Groceries to Go, Side Door Deli, a little bit of everything. They've been a wonderful sponsor. Christina McGovern, YSB. Here we go. Christina, how are you? I am fabulous. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for coming back again. It's your veteran now, second time on. Wow, an alum of the podcast. It's, La- it's pretty special. And last time we were over at the office, so it was just yeah. like two mics at a table. Now you're in an actual studio. This is fancy. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to catch up on. There's YSB's always got something going on. I'm sure there's stuff you want to plug, but I wanted to start a little bit with what have you what have you been having going on since? Oh my I mean, gosh. it was pre-COVID when we when we spoke. Right. Um, now that COVID's finally starting to loosen up a little bit, have you been able to travel? Does wow. been able to do anything? Well, um, me personally, not so much. Um, you know, and it's weird to say, just seriously, how much has changed since then. Mm-hmm. Um, with the agency, I mean, we've been in survival mode for a while. You can imagine with our our staff and and how different everything was. You know, at the beginning, we thought. Okay, you know, we can we can hang with this. It's going to be a couple months, right? <laughs> Surprise. Couple for sure. <laughs> Surprise. Um, so, you know, as an agency, we've really um, leaned into our strength, which is adapting and pivoting and, all right, we can do plan A. What about plan B, C, D, E, <laughs> F, and G? Um, and I think that's why I've survived for 50 years. And survived well. So we've just continued to do that and continue to, you know, do good work and help kids. And, yeah. What did it look like when, like, COVID was at its height? What, what, what did you have to change you around? Know, well, we had to change a lot. I mean, first of all, everything shut down on, say, March 19th, which is when we were scheduled to have our big fundraising dinner for the spring. Oh. So... <laughs> That didn't really work out for us. Although <clears throat> I have to say that all of our sponsors, everyone who said that they were going to come, were incredibly generous. You know, and of course, all, none of our sponsors said, "Oh well, give me your money back. You're not having this dinner." They have, you know, and that's not yeah. why they did it in the first place. So we were very fortunate. Um, but the shelter, and not just in South Bend, but nationwide, youth shelters you know, saw a reduction in the kids, the number of kids that they were seeing, which is concerning on many levels, mm-hmm. right? Because A, where are these kids? And all these kids that we're working with were in less than ideal circumstances before a pandemic. And they're still in less than ideal, you know, circumstances. So 
of course, we had to look at, I mean, our youth shelter isn't that big. So when you're talking about trying to keep distance with kids and making sure that you can isolate and do those kinds of things, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was significantly challenging um, just to try to do that. And the population that we serve was extremely vulnerable to COVID because of poor health to begin with. So all these different things. So it was a lot in staffing. We wanted shelter that's there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if one staff gets sick, we don't have a deep bench. So that's been the hardest challenge as you see across the board with staffing for sure. So I think last time I saw you would have been over the edge. Yeah. That went fantastic yet again. Um, so that's kind of become a staple in the community that people look for every year. How yes. was it? Was it, I know from surface level, like what I saw, it looked right. very successful again. Was it a successful venture yet? Yes, again? it was very successful. And we were fortunate too, because we were able to do that in the height of COVID, right? We did it in 2020, in October of 2020, because we had an outside event. So how lucky were we that Over the Edge kept going and we were able to do that. And so last year, 2021, was the... The most money we've raised from this event, it was wow. year five. We raised $126,000. And I'm so glad that you said this has become, you know, a signature community event because that's what I wanted. But mm-hmm. it takes a long time for that to happen, right? So we're working on year six and wanting to jazz it up a little bit. But that's what we wanted for this event was it for it to become our signature event and our highest fundraiser and really drawing attention to the issue of youth homelessness for sure. So jazz it up like some free solo dives off the side of the building? Well, or you know, they kind of frown on <laughs> that. However, this year, I think we're going to be able to ascend up the building. So oh, you that's can a be nice. like Batman and Robin. And that's also like, for for someone that's done it, I think a few times now, and I've done it with a few different people. Right. Um, it could be a little scary at the top of the building, and they get a little nervous. I think for that sure. would calm a lot of nerves to start at the bottom and go up. I, I would think, yeah. uh, although I think it, it's going to require a little more physical strength than going down because, you know, having done this. You're like climbing a rope, basically. Yeah. You can, yeah, you when you, if you go up, you're going to have to put a little more effort into it. When you're going down, you could let go and they would guide you to the bottom of the building, right? Yeah. I mean, there really isn't a lot of athleticism required, thank God, because I did it last year. <laughs> One year I went, there was like a dude that was in the Navy or something at one yes. point that did And my man was like Spider-Manning down there. Like, dude, you got to slow down. Yes. He was like Spider-Manning down the building. Yes. I remember that. He was <laughs> a, he was a former Marine and they weren't messing around. He's <laughs> the one that went, he wants to go down head first next time. Wow. But they're, okay. they're kind of strict on what, what we can or cannot do. So we're, we're looking at, um, we'll be in the same location awesome. at the Studebaker Plaza. It's a great location. Um, we hope that people aren't getting bored doing the same building, but I think it's it'll be good. Tough to beat the spot. Oh, this last yeah. time went with Blake, you know, from Mimo's yes. Pizza. Yes. He was pretty nervous up there, and then he was on top of the world when he got to the bottom. Like Most it was, people yeah. are. I've only, there are only, in all the years we've done it, there have only been two people that when they got to the end were like, no, I'm not doing this again. I didn't really like it, and I was one of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How nervous were you at the top? You know what? I was not that nervous. Honestly, at the top, I got nervous. There's a little bit of a ledge about a third of the way down. Oh, yeah. With people That's waving when you I from got, their and apartment. I, I was done. Like, once I got about a third of the way, I'm like, okay, I'm done now. I would like to get down. It's <laughs> Once I get going, I'm not nervous at all. 
the most nerve wracking part always for me is that initial, okay, yeah. now lean back. Cause you're on the, you're on the edge yes. and they say, all right, just lean back. Like you're sitting in a chair and like it's everything in your trust. body That's your tells you like, don't do this. Exactly. But exactly. And the, the over the edge team, I mean, I can't say enough good things about them. They, this, this crew we had, especially last year, are my favorite crew. It's crazy how much of a science they have it down to. They're amazing. Just amazing. And they, you can like, oh, I can fly? Cool. Okay, yeah. I totally believe you. I mean, they're just, they instill a lot of confidence. And you always have good DJs on the mic. Oh, we had, uh, you know, Team South Bend Cubs this year. You can't get much better. I, you had Chris on the mic when I was going. I appreciated that. We had Chris, that. we had Greg, and we had Mark. I mean, they are the, the dream team, and we're so fortunate. I don't think people realize... A, how much effort and how much work it is to to be a really good MC. Mm-hmm. Anybody can't just grab the mic and start talking and, and get the crowd. and Especially when it's like, say, Chris, for example, he'll know some of the people going, but most of them he doesn't have like a personal relationship with. Right. It's tough to stay engaging it, when you're just like reading off a paper, but they do it. Yes, they're they're amazing, and we were, I was so excited to have them do that as a group this year. So hopefully they'll come back. Plus, you get great photos with Peter up there. Oh. It's uh, it's I mean, this you really what, do put together quite the team for that event. This is why it works because, and that's why I mean, that's what I love about this community, right? Because everyone we have just incredible talent in so many different areas, and people say, you know, hey, if you reach out, we need your help. We want you to be part of this. And we want their business to be successful as well. I mean, that's the other part of it. We want you guys to be successful. We want Martins. We want all of our. Yeah, that was not even to mention the Facebook Live by one Jordan Hall. Yes, he did. And that is, I'm so glad we did that this year. That was um, because really, I mean, our executive director did it the year before. It's really probably not the best use of her time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she did a fine job, plus she's not a professional. So I think that's why all of these things work. I mean, when you have, I think that's what is the key, my opinion, to a successful community is you have business, you have nonprofit, you have government entities we are all chipping in and working together and trying to make our community a better place, not just for one specific group, but for all of us. So you, it's cool. You mentioned Martin's. Martin's, of course, um, wonderful sponsor of our show. Yes. We love Martin's. Uh, can you give a couple nuggets on what you do with Martin's and how oh, they help we out? We love Martin's for years. They've been a supporter of YSB for years and years. And, of course, with the Roof Sit event mm-hmm. that we do every year as well, Um I really can't say enough enough good things about the entire team. Uh, Chef April just did a commercial spot for Chef us. April. That'll be you'll see that in March, and so they do a golf outing for us in July, and then we have roof sit that'll start June twentieth. We'll be back in person this year, yay! Yes. So that is that is amazing, and really just um, also really helpful with if I need advice on. Um, say television or anything you know, different mediums that I don't necessarily have expertise in. I can call and say, Hey, what do you guys do? What do you think about this? And just they're part of this community as well. So we can't say enough good things. We love Martins. When we interviewed chef April, we asked her probably the dumbest question she's ever been asked in her life. We asked her, do you know the answer to this question? If I have a pan and I heat it up mm-hmm. and I put butter in it and yes. scotch in it, will I end up with butterscotch? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't even remember how she answered, but she had to get that question and be like, what did they sign me up for here? That's, that's <laughs> awesome. She would make something, she could make something good out of anything. You could just give her four ingredients and 
that wouldn't even go together. That's and such a skill to have. Too. She's a, she's incredible. It. I've learned a lot from her for sure. So we're she will be cooking some burgers, different specialty slider recipes. We're gonna do a bottles and brews event for Roofsit. Love it. Um, it's I'm not sure what day, but Roofsit's always amazing. And also a big help for that. Someone who I know is listening. Big perm. Huge help with Roofsit. I mean. What a community gem he is. He I mean, is. I hope he never leaves the area, but when he does, his absence will his absence oh, will be felt. He's made a huge connection with with kids. I think specifically mm. um, more than I don't even know if he realizes what an impact he has. Um, so actually, we can talk about something cool we're doing with Big Perm. So in part of YSB's mission is are the, is that Safe Place program. Mm. So. Your listeners have probably seen those yellow and black safe place signs, yep. fire stations, Martins. Um, those are immediate connecting points for kids who may be in crisis, right? They can't get to the shelter, but they're on all different locations, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So we've always wanted to do something like, ooh, which safe place site are we at? So Perm is going to do uh, an event idea. during safe place week. So he's gonna we're going to take a picture. Which safe place site is Perm at today? And then the listeners will call into his show and try to guess, and then we're going to do a prize with Burger King. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good idea. I it's like that. It's going to be fun. And he'll be perfect for that. Absolutely perfect. perfect. So it's it, I love that because we're hitting the demographic of kids, you know, not just the, com- you know, the rest of the community as well, but specifically high school age, middle school kids mm-hmm. who may be listening and he really, truly does care about yep. these kids and about every person that he meets. So when you can tell that. And, it, and people don't realize the what he does above and beyond, beyond what he's being paid to do, or like beyond his paycheck. Yes. He puts a lot of hours into it. A yeah. lot of hours. He once went to, he's probably done this for more than one kid, but I know for a fact he went to a kid's graduation party this summer. I'm sure he's done a lot of different things like that. And to it can make a huge difference in the life of one kid who's yep. really struggling to know that somebody truly cares makes a huge difference. He's a, he's great. Yep. You guys are able to bring in a lot of talent to work with you. Um, g- give us kind of a state of the union on what YSB is up to right now, what you yeah. have coming up. Let, let's hear it. We're celebrating 50 years. That's awesome. Founded in 1972. It's a lot of years. It's a lot, it's yep. a lot of years. It's, it's a little younger than me. Shh. But, um, <laughs> About this, about the same time, but you know, think of the difference, um, or just the things that were happening. I mean, you know, Mash kind of debuted that year. I think years ago would have been. I'm not a mathematician. It would right? have been what, like seventy two. Nineteen seventy two. Yes. A, and when we started, yeah, when we started, we were actually part of the city of South Bend. So the this happened in the early seventies. A lot of there were different youth service bureaus throughout the country that were started to kind of intervene with juvenile delinquency. Mm-hmm. And then we broke off into our own uh, nonprofit in the early 80s and have continued to do work. And really the gist of what we do is being here 24 hours a day, seven days a week for kids, teenagers, young adults, so ages 12 up to 24, who are in crisis and need help. So they can come to our shelter at any time. And we've evolved, and like we were talking about earlier in the podcast about pivoting and adapting and that's what the agency has done throughout these 50 years but at the core is really just kept that focus on teens and young adults it's such a critical time so the cool thing this is super cool we are going to celebrate this 50th anniversary by doing groundbreaking for a new building hey there we go 
Finally, after 50 years, um, we're in the middle of a capital campaign that's going extremely well and anticipate being able to break ground probably right around June 1. How long has this process been to get to this point? Six years. Yeah. We started with the drawing on a napkin, literally, and I still have it. It's you should frame it and put I'm it in the new building. I'm going to frame yeah. it and put it in the middle of the building. And really, it isn't what we drew. Really, it does you know, obviously an architectural drawing is a lot better, but what we drew doesn't look that much different than really? what we're, yeah, the vi- we had awesome. the right vision for it. So right now we are in different locations. So my office and the Young Moms program is on Lincoln Way West out toward the airport. Our emergency shelter and then the drop-in center are in two buildings on Lincoln Way East. And then we have apartments at um, what used to be called Park Jefferson, which is now Prosper where we have transitional living programs, we'll be able to bring everything together in one location in a 20,000 square foot brand new building, one that's not falling apart, one with um, adequate Wi-Fi, and we'll be able to have, oh my gosh, volunteers come into our space. We have not been able to do that ever, really. I mean, very minimally. We just don't have room. Really? Yeah. We don't have room to do staff meetings and invite the community. So we're going to have a commercial kitchen so we're going to be able to do a um, kind of a social enterprise project in that commercial kitchen because food, as you can imagine, is a pretty good connector for kids. Pretty good connector, yeah. Just yeah. Period. Period. <laughs> period. Yes. Always good because you can talk to, and same with art therapy. So if you have a, a teenager or really an adult, anybody, if you're talking about something that's kind of uncomfortable or stressful, if you're doing something else, while you're having that conversation, it's a lot less threatening mm-hmm. um, because you're distracted, you're doing things. And so that's that why, yeah, it, it's sense. really great. We have an, uh, an amazing uh, therapist on staff, and she also is an artist, and so we're going to be able to combine that. We'll have a, a sensory cool-down room in the space. We'll double the size of the shelter from eight beds to 16 beds and have a rec space. And This is going to be done right. Oh, yeah. It's what's the timeline from groundbreaking to you think completion? Probably which is always subject to change. It's right? always yeah. subject to, right. They can say, Oh, you know, nine months. It'll probably be I mean, realistically, I would guess a year from yeah. groundbreaking. Realistically. Maybe we might be able to speed it up a little bit. That's even moving at a pretty pretty nice yeah. clip, yeah. Well, and you can imagine the cost of everything has gone up. Someone told me, I don't know if this is true at all. Someone told me a two by four is like ten bucks at this at the moment. Yeah. I don't even every day I look That's wild. And every day, like, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, it's okay. Well, we're we've had incredible support. So we started this capital campaign essentially in the middle of the pandemic, and our original budget was to raise um, just a little over five and a half million dollars, mm-hmm. um, and that's not including. So the property that the building is going to be on is out off of McKinley, almost to Hickory, on the north side of McKinley next to there's a storage unit that's there used to be a target store so now oh and it was like a Stephen Stephen Barry's Barry's, yes so it's it's the property that's like a U-Haul over there yes so it's that 15 acres that goes straight back so we have a lot of space ton of space lots of room for future projects and developments um so the building will go go there and it's just gonna it's gonna make a huge huge difference to the quality and connectivity of the services that we're providing already for young people. And we just can't do it effectively in this space that we have now. Oh, 
it's right on a bus line. It's close to Bethel. It's close town to country, town and country. Right There's there. a lot of like shopping. You know, kids can get jobs Not and walk. Not far from Grape and Maine either. No. Yeah. No, it's a great location. We're really excited. So we've raised, um, including the donation of the property, about four point eight million dollars. There we go. So now far, we're cooking. Yeah. Yep. Keep it rolling. Yeah. So it's this will be the. The tough pause, the last part of it, especially as expenses keep going up. So I keep like, yay, we raised this much money. Oh, it's going to cost this much? Cool. <laughs> so what does, from now <laughs> until completion, what does fundraising look like? Like, um, is it just going to be like private calls to action? Will there be events? What's going on? We'll do, it'll be mostly one-on-one conversations. Yeah. I mean, these are pretty significant guests. Yeah. Um, we will have a public phase where we'll invite people to maybe, you know, do you want to buy a brick? Or do you want to, you know, put your name on a park bench or a tree or things like that? Closer to the end, probably after after July, maybe we'll do something as part of Over the Edge. But a lot of it is kind of behind the scenes, really meeting with people who have the capacity to, to make a significant gift and really feel connected to the mission. So a lot of, lot of conversations happening. So let, are there anything else, anything else like this spring or summer events or anything coming up that you'd like to plug? Well, let's see. So Safe Place Week happens March 21st to the 26th. So mm-hmm. we talked about the activity we're doing with Perm. We'll be running some commercials. There'll be a lot of activity people will see in the community. And then Roofstead happens in June. We have a golf outing with Martins in July. Over the Edge will be October 7th. Um, so no big events really. We'll just continue to, to have conversations with people about the building and then also just recognizing this milestone and that we've been really committed to serving this population of kids and young adults and young moms for, for 50 years and what that looks like. So where would people, so if someone wants to donate or you, you said also the exciting part about the new. Um, building is being able to welcome volunteers. Yeah. If someone's going to want to volunteer, where would they go to do either of those things? So probably the best thing right now is to go to our, our website, which is ysbsjc.org. Mm-hmm. Um, there won't be a lot of volunteer opportunities until we're in the building. Just be, yeah, because I we just don't have any room. Yeah, um, but we have some groups doing a lot of activities offsite. So there's a group of um, kids from Marion High School who are currently collecting some hygiene items for the kids we have in the shelter, as well as writing some encouraging cards. Mm-hmm. Um, you can imagine, I mean, you're in a youth shelter without your family. You need a little cheering on, right? And to have that from someone who's close to your own age, I think, is always really good. Um, we recently had a, a young person in the shelter from a different part of the state who was there for almost two months, which is extremely unusual. The, the average stay is about two and a half weeks. Really? Yeah, because it's, I mean, it, no one wants to be in a shelter for a long time, right? It's designed to be an emergency kind of situation. We're there to, to immediate help. We figure out what's going on, assess them, and then try to either move them to, more than often and not, it's another relative. If home is not safe, then they go with another relative or a church family member or sometimes with the Department of Child Services, foster, you know, foster care placement. But you can imagine trying to p- place a teenager in foster care is extremely difficult. Yep. It was extremely difficult, and then add a pandemic to that. 
Um, so anyway, so what's really cool about this, though, is the, the young person who was with us, our staff really, really tried to make sure that they, they knew that we cared. And one of the staff members took them around to just went out to lunch, did some stuff in the community, went up to Notre Dame, walked around, and the, the kid asked her, why are you doing this? She's like, because, you know, you're a good kid, and we value you, and we like you, and you deserve to have some happiness. He just, you know, couldn't figure out, like, oh, really? Why are you doing this? I mean, that makes it, that's why we're here. And that's got to make the job well worth it. Oh, yes. And that's what I think for me, that's going to be one of the best parts about the new building is that I'll actually be able to interact with some of the young people who we're serving because the way we're all spread out right now, I really don't see that unless I make a trip to the shelter. And then sometimes it's so small in there that I'm not being helpful if yeah. I'm there, right? And so you don't want to you don't want to intervene, and I don't want to ask a, a kid who's in crisis like, "Hey, what's going on? You want to share your story?" Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. It doesn't really it doesn't really work that way. So if if I'm there, just organically, it's, it's it'll make a huge difference, and really be keeping that in the forefront of my mind as well. Because yes, we're raising money for a good cause, but if I don't keep that in the forefront of my mind, it's easy to get caught up and just. Right. trying to get it done versus why you're doing it. Yep. Makes sense. Fantastic. And congratulations on, Thank the, you. on the groundbreaking. That will be, uh, I'm sure there will be plenty of press coverage on it. People, can, I hope so. Yes, actually, this is kind of, this is the first time we've really publicly talked about it. So, you that's know, South Bend is for. that's right. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a big debut, man. Let's, uh, you want to wrap up with some random questions? I love random All questions. Right. Um, and you may have answered some of these before. If so, we're going to answer them again. You're going to compare my answers. So uh, yeah, well, somebody <laughs> will. Probably be um, can a guy use a gift card on a first date? Sure. Yeah? Okay. Usually we get the the women usually say, yeah, it's not a problem. And the men are usually, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think women are less, you know. They probably care a lot less than men think. Yeah. yeah. Um, would you rather have $50,000 put in your bank account right now, a wire, or half a million dollars in pennies delivered delivered to your porch. Ooh, you That's know, a lot of pennies. I, it, it, that is, I mean, that is a lot of pennies. I think you would. And overheat a coin star if you took them all. Yeah, that's a tough. I mean, the the practical answer would be to take the pennies, but the you know lazy me answer would probably be like I'll take the fifty thousand yeah. because I could stretch that for a while. Um, uh, let's see. When you sit in the back of an Uber or a Lyft, are you chatty? Or you just just ride? It depends on the reason I need the Uber. <laughs> depends how many old fashions. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so, Sorry. Let's do um. What uh? What strangest thing you've ever eaten? Alligator. Okay. Yeah. Alligator. That's pretty, pretty good. good. It was, yeah, Friday. You know who makes, uh, who, uh, I bet Chef April could make a mean alligator. Would I have to supply the alligator? I hope not. I that, never, that this dude goes to Florida all the time. And he's always like, oh, gators everywhere. I no. never see them, ever, when I go. I think he's making it up. I th- is he, we're on the same page. <laughs> That's the exact same thing I think. I think he takes pictures off Google, and he's like, oh, look at this gator outside yeah, my parents. Yeah, see? Whatever. Tall <laughs> tails, man, like the fish that you almost caught. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's do longest car ride ever taken. 
Mm, oh, well, the same place I had the alligator, Louisiana. <laughs> okay. I even went to Louisiana and took a swamp tour. Didn't see a gator. Oh. I'm starting to think there's no gators in this country. Well, and it's one big conspiracy theory. It could be. It could be. Could be. Um, let's do, uh, how do you order your steak? Medium-ish. So it kind of sounds like this. I always bring this up. Have you heard of Medium Plus? Uh, I have not. So I I haven't ever ordered it. I would like some, and many people that come on the show are like, oh, I'll order it and report back. Hasn't happened yet. But apparently there's some, like I'd, at Applebee's, I don't think they'll probably listen to you. <laughs> but if you go to Cafe Navarre or like That's something true. like that, and it, apparently Medium <laughs> Plus is like in between medium and medium rare. So like kind of medium plus, yeah, which that, is great. That would be about where I'm at. So a little pink. Yeah. So if you go somewhere and you order medium plus, let me know if they did it or if they looked oh. at you like you had three heads. I will. You should have Kurt Janowski come on and he could probably talk about that He's for on like the an short hour. List. Nice. Bring him on. Oh yeah, he'd be great. I think that would be the definitive answer if he's heard of medium plus. Then it's a thing. It's a good point. It. Did you ask Chef April about this? We talked about fat Rocky Mountain oysters. I know were brought up. Oh. You, know, you know Rocky Mountain oysters? Um, no. It is uh, bull testicles. Ew. You wouldn't try them? No. Okay, so they don't come out. I always say this, but they don't come out like a sphere. They come out looking like chicken strips. They've been crushed. Yeah, no. No. If I knew what they were, now if if you didn't, if you tell just said, me, "Hey, these are chicken strips." Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not. But we watched The Amazing Race the other day, and they had to eat this cheese that had maggots in it, and I would die. I'd be like, you know what? I'm out. No more race for me. Congratulations, everybody. I'll see you later. Could you do anything on Fear Factor, you think? Oh, no. No? No. No. We know a dude that eats bugs, and he says they're better than Doritos. No. I had a cricket, I think. Like those dried crickets. Dried crickets are a really good source of protein. Yeah. I think I tried it, but I'm, yeah, I'm just not a, I'm not that, I mean, I'm not a wimp, but I'm not that adventurous. Something really weird or unsettling that happens to you on a regular basis. For me, it would be like floaters in my vision, which I know are very normal, but they still weirds me out. Uh, I get pins and needles sometimes, like anything weird that happens to you fairly regularly, you pretty much just living right. I I think I'm living pretty good. Nothing. You ever get floaters in your vision? Like one's real bright? occasionally yeah. but usually it's my contact lenses need oh, to be okay. cleaned <laughs> are you a uh do you drop god bless you after someone sneezes yes do you leave space for anyone else to do it or are you like i'm gonna be the first to say god bless you no i, I it's not competitive <laughs> <laughs> it should be <laughs> it's not competitive <laughs> um worst type of people on a plane Ooh, the knee bouncers. Oh yeah. Or the and it's been a long time since I've Do you been like when they recline into you or are you not a fan of no, that? No, I'm not a fan of yeah. that. Um now I would be okay, I think depending a lot of I've had people occasionally say, Do you mind if I, you know, move the seat you back? Say, yes, I mind. Yeah. Well, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> I'd probably be like, No, it's fine. What but about um bare feet people that go barefoot? Well, like at where? Like you're sitting next to them and the shoes and socks come off. Oh, on the plane? Yeah. Oh, no. Not a fan. No. I don't think I'd be a fan of Could that. Could you date someone knowing all their exes are dead? <laughs> um, I don't know. I might be a little wary like about that. six of six. Oh. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go no. Yeah, it's probably kind of a red flag. Here's an important one: Who would win in a fight between a Navy SEAL with a toddler's brain, or a toddler with a Navy SEAL? Oh, I remember this question from last time. You got to go with the toddler with the Navy SEAL brain. Yeah, that's what all smart people say. (laughs) Let's do two more. Um, let's do. Uh, I assumed I already asked that one. Did you, are you a sports fan? Yes. Okay. You watch sports then? I do. So would you rather every game the rest of your life at the two minute mark, you have to turn it off or you can only watch from the two minute mark until the end? Oh, two minutes till the end. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the last one, let's go with a little bit more serious one. When you hear the word successful. Mm Mm-hmm. Who is the first person that comes to mind and why? Oh, my goodness. I remember you asked me this before, and I think I said. And it could have changed. That was like two years ago. Yeah, that was two years ago. Um, the first person that comes to my mind, and maybe it's just because I remember this from last time, was Barack Obama. Yeah. Um, I think last time I asked you also, who would you send to negotiate with aliens? Oh. And he went with Obama and the, like The Rock or something like that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Which yeah. Which is a good choice. I mean, who doesn't? I, I love The Rock <laughs> uh, just in general. But, um, you know, I think, honest, I would say negotiate. Maybe George Clooney would be good at that. The negotiating. That would be good, yeah. I mean, you know. If we send Clooney and there's no peace, I think our hands are tied at that point. Right? We did I all mean, we could do. Yeah, <laughs> right? I, yeah. And I'm sure there's somebody... Um, there's a lot of people I think locally who I think are extremely successful. Um, yeah, let's to switch it up this time. Let's go with locally, locally. Um, so, you know, and and actually this is someone who's been on your podcast before is Iris Hamill. Love Iris. And I, I, we were in our uh, leadership class together and I just think she is unapologetically who she is. Yep. And, I love that, and I. But it really works to empower other people, um, and and young people especially, which I think is is remarkable. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm blanking on other people, but you into aliens? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I liked the X Files, but you won't sit and like watch an alien doc, uh, documentary though. Probably not about Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah. Seen any good movies lately? Four shows. Yeah. So we loved, oh my gosh, the For All Mankind series on On Apple. Apple. Is it good? I haven't watched it yet. It's awesome. It's a space thing, right? It's a space thing. My husband and I and my son are really into like NASA and space. No aliens, but it's like an alternate, it's an alternate existence. So the. the Hillary Swank in it, or am I thinking of something else? No, she's in the Netflix one. Yeah. So the premise behind this is the Russians get to the moon before. Yes, the US. that is what it is. Yeah, and so it's this whole alternate, but the acting is phenomenal, and this the storylines and the characters. It's Joel Kinnaman's in it. Great, nice. it's so so good. And then check that out. We just watched Ghostbusters Afterlife, and it made me cry. Really? Yeah, at the end. Scared of ghosts? No. <laughs> 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 yes, I was very scared of ghosts, but. Um, no, because um, what uh, now? I'm spoiler like, alert! But go ahead. Oh, yeah. if you haven't seen no, it yet, no. turn it off now. Go no, ahead. No, it's not a spoiler okay. alert. <laughs> but um, well, if you pay attention, you you know that um, 
oh my god what's his name uh Vank not Vankman Egon the, mm-hmm. the guy that played the Eric the actor helped me Egon from the first one yeah oh my gosh what is his name I love I can't Egon was played by Harold Ramis yes and Harold yeah. Ramis passed away I think in 19 oh yeah. he's dead Yes, and so there's a scene where he, so he still has a presence in the movie without a spoiler alert, um, and I was like, oh, and it just made me cry, and my husband was making fun of me. He's like, really? Who cries at the end of Ghostbusters? <laughs> Can't blame you. You want to hear a weird fact about Harold Ramis? Yes, I do. Never mind. This is a weird fact about Egon, so that is completely oh. made up. <laughs> it's, uh, on Wikipedia, it says family, unnamed wife, deceased. I was like, why would his name be... Why would the wife be unnamed? Well, that was kind of a question in this movie because you, Annie Potts' character, right, you would assume, but they never say. So maybe it's... New Ghostbusters was good, though? I I thoroughly enjoyed it. They didn't try too hard, right? And they did keep some of the same story. Like, And they brought, I mean, Bill Murray was in it and um, Dan Aykroyd. So there's some nostalgia. They did it. I thought they did a good job. I have to check it out. Yeah, I liked it. Did you ever see uh, Tiger King? Uh, no? You know, I'm not. A f- I'm you never I, watched it. Never. I have no desire. No at desire. All. No. And now it's become a thing where I'm like, I'm not watching it. Now it's out of spite. Yeah. They're about like, to do a nope. new show with it that looks. Terrible. I saw the previews. Looks terrible. I'm like, no. I, I didn't. No. Do I, you like documentaries? I do like documentaries. You see Tinder Swindler yet? Ooh, no. What's Netflix. Check it out. Ooh. Very good. Very good. Okay, good tip. No, we love documentaries. Yeah. I just watched an old documentary about Dean Martin the other night. Because I love Dean Martin. I don't know. Are you into cults? Into what? Colts. C-U-L-T-S. Like, like, the, ba- like the football team, the Colts? Nope. Colts with a U. There's a lot of good cult documentaries. Oh, cult. Cults. Got it, got it. Are you like, into cults? Nah. Um, I love that series on Scientology. I cannot stop ever oh, yeah. watching that. But in general, no. But I like that one. There was an, what was the volleyball one called? Nexium. There's one Ooh. on HBO Max called Nexium. It's it's weird, but it's okay. worth a watch. Interesting. Yeah. All right, ah. let's do. Uh, um, do you still go to movie theaters? You go to movie theater at all? We went to see last my movie son and I saw in theaters. Um, Spider Man. Okay, the was last Spider Man. Yeah, I liked it. Awesome. I liked it. My son's awesome. eleven, so he's into the the Marvel thing. Spider Man's a good one. It was really good. I thought they did a nice job with it. Thank you again for coming by. YSB. Thanks for having me. Cannot I cannot overstate how much YSB does, how much the whole community is thankful for what you do. Um, obviously doing great work. And Thank you. The groundbreaking is very exciting. It is exciting. If you need, it's been a long time. If you need someone to help, we can certainly watch. I would not put a tool in our hands, but uh, we can certainly come watch. We've done the hard hat thing before. Absolutely. Didn't end well I for us, but we, we did it. I want to put a time-lapse camera out there so we can that see the whole construction. Cool. So That would be very cool. That's So stay tuned for that. From a sketch on a napkin to happening in real life. Yeah. That's awesome. It's hard to believe. So thank you for having me. I appreciate it. We, um, You guys do a great job, and we love working with you, and we appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks again. This has been a production of the Alpha Dog Podcast Network. Find more shows at alphadogagency.com slash podcast.